well, good morning, everybody. Good morning here. Good morning online. Uh, happy Sunday. And uh, uh, anyway, God bless you. Uh, I'm ready to get started this morning. Uh, I'm not going to make a lot of announcements this morning. I just want to make a couple things. Uh, first of all, uh, we are open for everything. Uh, we're, uh, we have church this morning, obviously. Uh, we have online. We have a Bible study tonight at 6 o'clock. And those are really our two services right now on Sundays at, Sundays at 10.30 and our Bible uh, study on Sunday nights at 6 o'clock here in Ontario, California. Uh, we also have everything live streamed as far as our Sunday morning, morning Bible uh, message on, uh, as you're watching right now on our website as well uh, as uh, Facebook and YouTube. Um, anyway, our, our website is lighthousediscipleship.org. And then we also have our Bible classes are free. Uh, people are diving in. We've made it a little easier way to register and uh, log in. So uh, uh, feel free to visit that uh, any, 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 uh, anytime that you please. Anyway, I just want to make a couple of announcements real quick here. Uh, our, not announcements, but I just want to speak towards what's going on in our in our world society right now, I don't want to—I don't want to take away from the message. I don't want to speak long on this. I don't want to magnify the problem. I want to magnify Jesus. I want to magnify the solution, not the problem. And I don't want to speak a lot to this, but I feel like I need to speak something to it as a pastor, as a leader, uh, and just give my two, ten cents. And I know we're all tired of just even hearing about it, uh, but I feel like I need to say something versus saying nothing. Does that make sense? Uh, and so, uh, let me just say, I think there's two major problems going on. One, uh, that the coronavirus virus itself, and then the second one is panic. And I believe there are two distinct different things that are also connected. Uh, first of all, there is a coronavirus. Uh, that is evident. At the same point in time, we don't know, uh, it's hard to know uh, completely what's true, what's been manipulated, what's been put out of proportion. I have my own uh, thoughts on that. I'm not going to go there now. That's not my point. Uh, I'm not here to magnify the problem. I'm here to magnify the solution, Jesus Christ. And with that coronavirus, we have an antidote, and that is Jesus. Jesus said, and by his stripes, we were healed. He has redeemed us from the curse. There is no curse. There, every virus, every disease, every sickness must bow the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's what we preach, not what we teach, and we're not changing. Uh, the same message we preach every Sunday, every week, is the same message we preach in this season. Uh, Jesus Christ uh, has conquered all sickness. I don't believe in sickness. I believe in Jesus. I, I have not been sick since 2009. I rebuke the common cold as well as the flu or any other thing, which I think are even more dangerous than the coronavirus, in my opinion. But at the same point in time, uh, it is what it is, but uh, no matter how, how factual it is that there is a coronavirus, there's a difference between fact and truth. The truth is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is Christ uh, was uh, born, he, was, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. He, the truth is that he has been, by his stripes, we were healed. The fact is there may be a virus, a disease, a, an illness, a, an injury. But the fact, if it doesn't line up with the truth, the truth is not going to change. 
But the fact, if it's not lined in up to the truth, it must bow, it must line up to the truth. And we have authority to preach the truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. To the truth of Jesus Christ. This, and we're going to get into the truth this morning uh, in just a few moments. But this truth that's in Christ Jesus, we are the soul in this truth. And we are to put off the old man, which includes sickness, and put on the new man, which is created according to God in true holiness and righteousness. We're born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God. There is no corruption in Jesus Christ. There is no coronavirus, no flu, no sickness, no disease in Jesus Christ. And that's whose seed we've been born of. And so I don't believe in sickness. Uh, I don't believe in illness. Uh, I realize it's a fact, but I don't bow to the fact. I bow to the truth. And, I'm, uh, and so I command the fact to line myself up, up to the, the, the Word of God. So uh, not being said on that, the second one is actually more concerning to me. Is not so much the coronavirus. I have no fear over the coronavirus. It's already it, to me. It's a done deal at the cross. But uh, but the other one is uh, people's reaction to all of this and the media and everything else is going on is that this panic, and the panic is more uh, 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 concerning to me. Uh, um, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. He said He will keep in perfect peace His mind is stayed upon Him. The same antidote that we have for the coronavirus, which is Jesus, is the same antidote we have for this panic, which is Jesus. If we got to keep our focus on Jesus. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that we need will be given to us, including our toiletries, including uh, our water, including the food and the clothes on our back. Uh, God did not give us panic. So this panic is way out of proportion and it's, and it's out of control. And uh, we, But we are children of the light. We are children of the day. We are the children of God. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And we can bring hope and life and healing and salvation and, and peace to this world. Jesus, we serve the Prince of Peace. We are children of peace. Well, the, the Bible says in Isaiah that we are to be established in peace. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every word that rises up against us we shall condemn. Because our righteousness is of him, says the Lord. There's a lot to be said on this, but I just, uh, I rebuke this, this, uh, this, this virus. I rebuke this panic. And I'm going to call it a panic virus. I'm going to, I rebuke that in the Jesus name. And so, so, Lord, we just come as we come into your word this morning, as we come into your presence this morning, as we gather as the saints of the Jesus, as the Lord Jesus Christ, we just speak peace to our world. We speak peace to this country. We speak peace to this state and the city and the region and the county where we live in. We speak peace all over the world who has been affected by both the disease and the panic. And we speak peace to our own minds. Let us start with us. And Lord, we just speak peace, and, and we thank you that you are our provider. You are everything that we need, you are our source. Um, and we are not victims, but we are victors. And we just speak peace of, regarding all these things, and we receive your joy. And we receive, we, Lord, your word says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, which includes healing and provision 
and deliverance and wholeness. And you said, you said, you say to Zion, your church, your people, your bride, my, your God reigns. So Lord, you reign. This virus doesn't reign. This panic doesn't reign. The government doesn't reign. Lord, the government is upon your shoulder. And we thank you that this child, this son, Jesus Christ, has been born unto us. And we are redeemed. We are saved. We are delivered. We are healed. And we are provided for. And I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we give you thanks. Amen. We all good? We all good? Okay. I'm sure some of that will come out in the message today. Um, okay. Just going to tie in. So we've been talking about the last, uh, I think we're in week nine. And I'm hoping to wrap this up today. As a series, um, but uh, we'll see how we do. Uh, we've been talking about, uh, sorry, I thought I had uh, it on the screen here, uh, but uh, we've been talking about being established in righteousness. Established in righteousness. And uh, this is my core teaching that I teach here in this church, and I've been doing the nine part series, and I'm trying to wrap up the day. Uh, this is also not only in our archives, as all of our recorded teachings are on lighthousesappership.org, but this is also on our Bible classes. Uh, uh, it's one of our classes that we're going to have ongoing. So anyway, uh, if you want to go ahead and show with me in your Bible, Bibles, uh, to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll go ahead and just dive right into the Word of God this morning. I mean, I told you uh, along the way that I've broken this series on establishing righteousness into six basic topics that I have. Um, when I, we first started this church back in 2014, that's been about a whole year, excuse me, we, we started this church actually December 7th, 2014, so throughout most of 2015 I spent a whole year teaching on righteousness and I compiled all those messages into six major lessons. I've been we talked about uh, having the unity of the faith, preaching one message. We talked about being established in righteousness. We talked about being established in the fullness of his love. We talked about a subtle beguilement, how the enemy beguiled Eve. So the, the, Paul feared or with a godly jealousy that, that the, the enemy would try to, to corrupt our minds with the simplicity of in Christ. And then we talked about the last couple weeks, we talked about the, the, the how all scripture, both Old and New Testament, speak and testify of Jesus. And how they give testimony and they give a witness to this righteousness <coughs> we are supposed to be experiencing now. Well, today I want to uh, enter my last uh, lesson on this, or session on this, which is uh, my sixth one. Which I have entitled, Behold, the word Behold. And I call behold, and we'll get into it, because the word behold, if you study it on the Greek, it means to see with the mind. You need to see with the mind. There's something that we need to see. There's something that we need to be focused on. It's not this coronavirus. It's not this panic. It's not the, uh, the struggles. It's not our weaknesses. It's not our addictions. It's not our problems. It's not, it's not our enemies. It's We need to behold something. We need to see it with the mind. And we're going to dive into several scriptures this morning. Some of the, most of these we've, we've covered along the way, but I'm trying to tie this all together. And it's something that we need to keep our focus on. 
the title of this message is being established in righteousness. We're not just talking about righteousness. Righteousness is a right relationship with God. It's right standing with God. It's right position with God. Uh, it's a noun. It's not a verb. It's, the word is used over 500 times. It's also translated justification or being justified. We are justified before God because of what Jesus did. And we need to be established in that. And if we're going to be established in something, it's not just a one-time thing. There's an initial point, there's a conception part, there's a birth part where we're <coughs> born into righteousness, but we need to be established in it. We need to keep abiding in it. We need to keep focused on it. Does that make sense? We can't just get this one time, we got it down, now we're good. No, we need to be established daily. And uh, there needs to be a consistency. There needs to be a, a it needs to be constant. There needs to be a, a faithfulness and a steadfastness towards being established in righteousness. That making sense this morning. So you should be there hopefully already. Ephesians chapter uh, 4 verse 20. And uh, uh, let me turn on the Apple TV here. And excuse me one second. Ephesians chapter 4, we'll begin with verse 20, it says, and Paul speaking, he says, but ye, actually let me translate, uh, excuse me, one more time, let me talk, go back to the New King James, but you have not so learned Christ, verse 21, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is where? In Jesus, the this truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I talked about that this morning already from John chapter 8. But you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It says in John chapter 8. But here in Ephesians 4, verse 22, this truth is in Jesus, that is that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which goes corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. So, of course, we're talking about being established in righteousness and holiness. And there's a true righteousness, there's a false righteousness. There's a self-righteousness, and there's a righteousness that comes from God. But, uh, anyway, let me break this uh, passage of scripture down real quick here. There's a truth that is in Jesus Christ that we are the solar. I'm going to point in the right direction. That makes sense? This phrase so learned means to be permeated. It means to be saturated. It means to be imbued. There's a, there's a truth that we need to so learn. And this truth that we need to learn or be taught is in Jesus. It's in Jesus. And there's a colon at the verse 21. That means Paul is going to expound on this truth that is in Jesus that we're to so learn. What is this truth that we're to so learn? I'm glad you asked because he takes the next three verses to explain it. This truth that we're to so learn is to put off the old man and in the spirit of our mind, I'll come back to that, we put on the new man. And this new man is, all, is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. 
And we, so in our mind, this truth that we have just learned, we are making an exchange and we're doing it mentally. We're doing it psychologically. We're doing it in our soul and our mind, because our soul and our spirit, it, I'm sorry, excuse me, our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And we learn that through spirit, soul, and body. But we are, we are making this transformation in our minds. Again, the word behold, and I know this is the first scripture I'm opening up with this morning. The word behold, if you study out the Greek, means to see with the mind. We are making, we are putting off the old man and putting on the new man in our minds. It's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. It's a mental thing. Does that make sense? We need to make this transformation of mind, and sometimes we have to renew our minds daily. You know, this word renew also means to renovate. If we were to, actually, this weekend, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but we, we made some furniture changes around the house. Every once in a while, we like changing the furniture up, okay? We like doing some things. We did some spring cleaning.